I want him to be Marlon's man. Do y'all know who that is? Is this one of the Wayne's brothers? Mm -hmm. Is that a Wayne's brother? Got a flag. Got a flag. It's all those cold winters, man. They just don't know what to do with themselves. I got a punch and fuck everything. Got a flag. Got a flag. Time to find cheap, outdated jerseys like the one I'm wearing right. on eBay. Got a flag. Got a flag. Of a week. One size fits all. What about me? This don't fit on me at all. It's a shame. It's a sin. I don't care. That's the way it's always been. Drop that flag. Pack it in. Tell you something. Back with episode 117 of Throw the Flag. Continuing draft talk. It's been so long, guys. Yeah, do you guys feel a draft in here? I do. That's because that fan is on high. Sure. <laughs> there, There is an Eve 6. Do you remember the band Eve 6? What's one of their songs? That one. Okay. They had a song called Hollowed Out, and then they... If I was origami, I I'd that. be a floating swan. And then on the, they had a song that was um, "Promise," and it was "I promise not to try to fuck with your mind." Blah 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 blah. Whoa, uh, parental advisory lyrics. <laughs> Tell me <please>. about it. <laughs> Explicit <laughs> lyrics. Am I right? One of one of the lyrics in that song is. Why do you have to keep the fan on high when it's cold outside? Hmm. I just want to let you know that I'm still a fan. Get it. The song lyrics yeah. include get it. Yeah. Like get it? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? That's like, that's, huh? that's cold dog soup material. That is cold dog soup material. <laughs> it really is cold dog soup material now that you bring it in. Um... Episode 117 of Throw the Flag, Draft Day Part 2. Before we get to the draft, uh, uh, NFL draft results, we do have, what's his name's contract? Debo, 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 Damon Swiney. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> One Dabo Sweeney signed a very lucrative deal. Nine, 9.3 million a year, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And tell us about the buyout, Freezer. So he's got a buyout written in for... The remainder of his contract, and it starts out pretty high, say like $2 million his first year, except for all teams but Alabama, who's got a pony up 50% more than other teams would have to in order to buy out Dabo. Somebody's nervous. Someone's real nervous, like, oh, Big Brother is watching <laughs> me. I have to make sure Big Brother can't get my coach, who I love, and who, and who apparently loves Clemson so much he would never leave us. Never, ever. I have to write this in. It has to be ironclad, and both parties have to sign it. Every, um... <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> Um, but there is a little bit of uh, penis envy, you would say. Sure, absolutely. And mm, but mm. like every one of these contracts, like if if I'm if I'm a coach, you would say if if I'm a if I'm a coach, <laughs> you're just laughing at your own joke. <laughs> um, 
any one of these contracts, especially if you're the coach, if you're signing it, it's like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I, I can literally break this at any time. Sure. If I have a coach You that's can willing, break it, too. Anybody yeah, can break it. Like, contracts mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Anyway. Uh, so, uh, Dabo, we noticed uh, you following the University of Alabama on your Instagram, but uh, what's up with that? I mean, uh, what are we... Are we not good enough for you? You you like what you like, Dabo? You ain't never got over mm-hmm, her, have mm-hmm. you? You ain't never let her go. Mm-hmm. never been good enough. Mm-hmm. Never been good enough. It's just the fucking AD of Clemson just singing I'm Not Lisa by Jesse Coulter to Dabo <laughs> Sweeney every day. <laughs> I know y'all may not know that song, but if you go look up that song, I'm telling you, it tells you everything you need to know about the relationship between Clemson and Dabo We Dabo's are two Sweeney. minutes removed from um, me making an Eve 6 reference, mm-hmm. so I'll, I will reserve judgment on what you just said. <laughs> I did see an interesting thing pop up on my Twitter. It has those suggested stories, mm-hmm. and usually it's trash, like yeah. stuff you don't pay attention to. One of them that came up yesterday was... Uh, it was a story about how, say, four or five years ago, Dabo gave an interview about play- about paying players, mm-hmm. and he was against it, saying we don't we live in an entitlement society whereby blah blah blah, you know, we shouldn't pay the players. But you getting paid now, Dabo, That's getting true. paid that green. That's true. And for someone with such humble beginnings, you think he would want to spread that cash around? Because apparently he was close oh. to dropping out of school two or three times yeah. because there was no money. Yeah. So ten million dollars a year is a lot of money. I don't like this guy. I don't like. But him now one bit. I hate this guy. I hate him. Like I literally hate this dude. And it's not because he beat us. I Twice. Just, clearly, it's not that. I just don't like anything about it. I don't either. Um, I will say though, for you two, never Dabos. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. Never. Do, do you kind of yeah, want him right. now just to fuck with Clemson? Just to spite Clemson and be yeah. like, yeah, we can count out $6 million, a one, a two. <laughs> I'm not cutting off my nose. I'd rather spend that same money on hiring fucking Belichick. Hire him to be an, an, an offensive line, uh, an offensive uh, analyst. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I want. I want I want Belichick's retirement to just be hanging out at Alabama for $14 Oh, no, I meant Dabo. A year. <laughs> oh, God, no. I'm not, I don't want no, never, never done. Now I know in any he was capacity. at the draft in Nashville, and I know we'll get into the draft. Yeah. But he was making a fool of himself, like when a Clemson player would get drafted. Selfies. One time, he, like he was FaceTiming the player's mom. He's like, "Hey, I'm FaceTiming. Who? What is this button? It's a video phone. You can see me. Hey, move that I camera can see down a little you. bit. Let me see him hooters. Oh, 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 I'm smiling. Do you see me smiling at you? Who? It's not an inaccurate representation of Dabo Sweeney's voice. Just a fucking dweeb. He is a dweeb. He, um, well, let's let's get back into the draft here. We we somebody got drafted. Better order up some Zaz. Ain't that what you call it, kid? Some Zaz. They love their Zaz. Get my buddy Papa John on the phone. They love their Zaz. Uh, we we stopped at uh, fifteen. I think mm-hmm. it was so long ago. I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we last left you, the Washington Redskins had, had just uh, drafted Dwayne Haskins. Um, going over, just kind of skipping to the the picks of no. At 19, the Titans chose Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle from Mississippi State. A lot of people, well-respected uh, college football analysts, NFL analysts, saying that the, the Titans hit it out of the park with this pick and then the draft in general. Um he might not play next year because he has a, he tore his ACL after the season. Oof! And apparently, he still has baggage, completely 
self-inflicted. I was going to say manufactured baggage just because um, immediately after he was picked, Trey Wingo, was Trey Wingo at that stage? Am I making that up? Mm -hmm. Trey Wingo, there was was an awkward like four second pause and Trey Wingo, Wingo said, well, this is going to be uncomfortable. And then he says, we have to talk about what Jeffrey Simmons did now five years ago, mm-hmm. in which there was a video that came out of some woman attacking his aunt, which he approached the fight. Ver- oh, is that cute? Very violently t- grabbed the woman by her hair, who was attacking her aunt, and then laid a couple punches on her. Not cool. Okay, sure. Like, but we already went through this, this... Con, con, I keep wanting to say conspiracy. Mm. We, we, con, controversy. <laughs> we, we already went through this, I think, two years ago and then again last mm. year. Happens they every year. Bring yeah. it up every single time. Yeah. And it's like inexcusable conduct, of course, when you're that big and, and you're around people so much. Hold on, man. Hold, hold, stop, stop. I was ready to just sit this one out. No, I'm not. I can't play the inexcusable conduct game. If a motherfucker is attacking my aunt, they get punched. Sure. I don't care who they are. That's that's who they are. If you have gone and decided that violence is the way to re- to resolve this uh, whatever's going on, and you attack a member of my family, I don't have to be responsible for what your fucking gender is. Gender's fluid now, anyways. <laughs> that woman could have identified as a strong man. I don't know that. But if you attack my aunt, I'm going you. I'm going to stop the attack. That's just the long. I'm not going to hold you until the police get there. Let's. I mean, if he attacks a woman, that's a different ball of wax. There's got to be some levels to this shit. Um, fucking. There were. There were. There's nuance to every scenario. Sure. Uh, what's going on with the uh, the wide receiver from from Kansas City? Like I was defending uh, Adrian Peterson for spanking his kid with a switch because that's the thing that I'm not. It doesn't bother me. What that dude did is problematic. You can't open up a kid's chest and punch him in it as a three-year-old. That's a problem. There are nuances to all this shit, and defending your family member from an attacking person is not <laughs> a fucking problem. That's he, he's not doesn't have a history of just beating up women. He has a history of saving his aunt, and aunts are great. They are some of the best people on the planet, and they should be protected. I hate to interrupt, but what is an aunt? Do you mean the word aunt? Well, anyway, they. I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see who's wearing the MAGA hat. (laughs) Uh They could have used you on the stage, Hankins, because it was just awkward. It's like so you don't have to bring this up at all. So so, Hankins, I, 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 you don't. I, you don't have to bring it up. I, I I don't necessarily disagree or or agree with you completely, but we can get to that another time. My point is, this kid was drafted. Trey Wingo says, "Well, this is going to be awkward," and then brings up something that the sports world has talked about with this kid for Mm -hmm. years and years. Mm Um, and then after a 60 second rundown of the situation and showing the video again, mm-hmm. the, in, the entire panel, including Trey Wingo, they did then a, a criticized their own decision <laughs> to bring up the fucking fight. Yeah. They did it a couple years ago when somebody got, uh, there was video, the yeah, the bar, yeah, somebody, yeah. him, him hitting a lady at a bar. Um, but yeah, Sean, Sean brings up the total hypocrisy of it. Like, well, we hate to bring this up, but this is what happened. And why did we bring this up? It's just, it's silly. I mean... It just defeats itself. Hankins, you and I have have, uh, differing thoughts on what makes good radio, if people argue, if people agree. Mm -hmm. But that, what what they did at the draft was just so inartfully done, and keeping in hand with how awfully the entire event was put on. It was bad. Um, 
And that story can be covered. If you want to cover that story as a journalist and say, hey, I have a problem with this person being drafted, blah, 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 you can write that story. Um, I think the draft just needs to stay out of all of that. Yeah. Just stay out of all of it. You're a TV show about people being drafted on their football abilities. And if the people in power have decided that this person's transgressions transgressions are not substantial enough that they won't pick him for their employ, stay out of it on that night. If anybody on the staff of any uh, news organization wants to tell that story, tell that story. I just don't think it's time to do it at the draft. Yeah, also, it, it man, it really, really bothers me when I hear the term, he's a character guy. Um, what what does that even mean? You you understand this person's character from having watching them played football and talked to them for 15 or 20 minutes in their life? I assume... And, uh, <laughs> I assume, hold on, let me beat Freezer to this joke real quick. I assume that means he's welcome at TBS. It's USA. Shit! <laughs> Should have let me USA, do it. USA, goddammit, you stepped on it. You stepped on it, you fucked Character's it. Character's welcome. <laughs> Characters welcome. Damn it. TBS is we know funny. I think very funny. Very funny. Yeah. Okay. No, I I understand what. And I think the uh, I think the former uh, former NFL analyst uh, Mayock. I think I'm messing that up. The guy who runs the yeah. Raiders now. Um, when he would say character guy, he meant it as a negative. Yeah. Like he was so uh, he was so on the cutting edge that he meant it as a negative when he said it. No, this guy's got character problems. Um. I just, it just smacks of fucking old white dudes wagging their face. I agree. I agree. And, you know, it actually, uh, the, the se- same thing. They did the same shit to Josh Rosen. It's not, a, it's not along race lines every yeah. time. But no, you know, Josh Rosen, you know what I mean? There's some, there's some things that's wrong with him too. Freezer, you picking up what I'm putting down? Points to nose, points to nose. <laughs> um, the segue between the very low serious discussion about Jeffrey Simmons Immediately turned to number 20's Denver Bronco pick, Noah Fant, another tight end from Iowa, and then they shot to another sick kid. Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, Play it up, play it up. The e- And that might be the worst part of it, because you cannot transition out of it. Oh, There is no good segue during draft exactly. time to get out of serious story. Yeah, you have to throw it to commercial and then come back, but when the pick is in, the pick is in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a couple picks later, the Eagles completely outmaneuvered the Texans by trading up to 22 chose Andre Dillard from Washington state, the exact player that the Texans were uh, uh, expected to pick. Um, Then the following pick with Texans at 23 had to choose Alabama state offensive tackle Titus Howard, the first ever Hmm. Christopher Titus. (laughs) It's T Y T U S. But uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson was the, Deshaun. That's the WB remake for Christopher. <laughs> it would be. They should reboot it. Um, Deshaun Jackson? No. Deshaun Watson? Watson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the most often sacked quarterback last year in the pros, uh, something like 60 times. Mm. Um, so the, the Eagles really kind of put their thumb in, in mm-hmm. their, uh, their rival's eye there. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the third Alabama player taken in the draft at 24. With the Raiders. So the first round saw three Alabama players, three Mississippi State players, and three Michigan players. And three Clemson players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of threes. Tons of threes. Um, uh, Josh Jacobs looks like everything uh, Gruden ever dreamed of. Yeah. Like, he, <laughs> he that's, that is a kid that he would love. Uh, 
other than that, the, those are really all of the the ones that stood out to me. Montez Sweat, I think, was a was another steal for the Redskins at twenty six. The Redskins had a fantastic draft, mm-hmm. assuming that you know their coach can play with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're wearing Redskin uniforms, so they cannot play football. That's just <laughs> that's just how it is. They are now wearing those uh, uniforms, and they will be ruined. It's true. I am glad that they are Alabama. They're very <laughs> Alabama, Alabama heavy. East. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of Alabama players. Um, yeah, anything else in the first round that stood out to you guys? Um, I'm trying to think. 64 total players from the SEC were drafted this year. Yeah. Um, Alabama's uh, Alabama's had 87 draftees over 11 years, most by any uh, program by, in college football in that span. LSU is second with 75 players. USC at 70, which is surprising. Um. Every year during the draft, I feel like Sean does for one day of football or three days of football as it is now. Um, I don't know who any of these guys are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue who some of these dudes are. Uh, just no. Like, everybody's just a faceless automaton to me who plays in a jersey. And that's all I know. Wasn't, I think I remember hearing this, but there were no, like, seniors drafted in the first round. It was all underclassmen, correct? No, there's no way that's right. I think it was close. Sean's going to look real quick. I'm looking down the list. I know that at the end of, <laughs> after looking. all three days, there were like 100 and, I can't remember what the number was, over 100 like players declared for the draft and then like 40-something weren't drafted of the early uh, kids that left early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were a lot of there were a lot of players who just didn't get, a lot of players had to go. Um, As undrafted yeah, free agents. Free agents. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have to check on it, but I mean, if it... like they did, like the the first the first round was nobody nobody likes these quarterbacks. Yeah. that's the thing that mm-hmm. stood out to me. Yeah, nobody likes the quarterbacks available this year. Um, obvious by the fact that youth pastor uh, Daniel <laughs> Jones went as high as he did, and would have probably gone to someone else had he not. I think I while the Giants, I think obviously screwed up by picking him at six. The uh, prevailing sentiment is he would have been available later. I'm not sure if he would have been. Hmm. Yeah. Um, like if he's still on the board there, it would not shock me if the dumb dolphins didn't take him. <laughs> yeah. I would not be surprised. Um, and then not only are there, are there those players who that, you know, you either forgot about you either, uh, you know, you, you, you've, think you've never heard of, et cetera. Then, you know, you remember that Elijah Holyfield didn't get drafted at all. Mm-hmm. Did not get drafted at all. A, Why did he come out? That was the real question. Some players just, they, I think, I think oftentimes players kind of get uh, enchanted by their agents. Yeah. They get, they get the, somebody yeah. talking in their ear. And then once you've signed with an agent, you can't go back. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, Saban got a lot of flack for, talking about guys trusting the draft grades and coming out early. Even some of his former players kind of gave him some stick about, you know, you. and I get it. I understand the economics of all of this. I truly do. Um, but how much better would it have been for Holyfield, who certainly does not have economic hardship, mm-hmm. yeah. to hang around Georgia for another year, uh, maybe win a championship, maybe – up his stock and get drafted. How much harder does it make it for a guy like that um, as a un- undrafted free agent, as a running back, 
than it does to go and get a little money if he just hangs out again at Georgia. Man, it's tough. It is tough. Yeah, it's it is uh, it's bizarre. Saban said something uh, this week about how you know he tries to be as upfront as possible, whether or not you agree, uh, believe him sure. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Tries to be as upfront as possible to underclassmen to say you you should go out now, but. Also, there's there are those players who are like Savion Smith, uh, mm-hmm. who was injured. He played one year at Alabama. He was a junior. He didn't even start mm-hmm. the entire year. Um, you know, he uh, Saban was talking about player uh, a player who he wouldn't name names last year who went out who was drafted in like the seventh round, and this year he probably would have been the number one person in his position. Yeah, it's one of the things is the later yep. the later you get drafted, the less money you make. So if you're drafted fourth or fifth round, you sign a three-year deal for like $300,000 a year. Yeah. Sure, that's big money. But if you could come back and be drafted in the first round and sign, you know, $4 million a year for three years, it's just... Right. It's, it's, it's hard because you never know what could happen. You could get injured. You could... Whatever. All that stuff could happen. There's so, the, there's so much the unknown. The first tight end... First tight end taken this year was taken at number, what is that, eight. number eight? Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly believe that Irv Smith next year could have been a top ten pick if he had come back. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, But then then again, on the other side, was, was Jake Browning a senior this year or was he a junior? I mean, he didn't even get drafted. He, Ooh, it's like, per- Sean, you, you've, you've done it, buddy. He, you've done some, you, what you're doing right here is radio, baby, <laughs> and you've done a good job he of su- it. Because, yes, if... If that kid had come out as a junior, he would have been a top 10 pick, but he did not, and everybody saw that he sucked. Um, That's just what we all found out. So, I mean... I think it's one of the things is uh, if you can go in the first round, by all means, don't stick around. But if you're on that fringe second or third round, that's sort of tough. But if you're not second or third, there's no reason to come back because... There are players that just sit up there, especially on yesterday of, here's Mel, T- Mel Kuyper's best available. And there was somebody who he had ranked like 70, and they're already like in the picks of like the 200s. Like, yeah. there must be an issue if no one's taken on this guy that Mel Kuyper says is 70. Like, somebody ha- gave this dude bad advice to, yeah, for sure. to go to the draft. And, <clears throat> I mean, on the other on the other side of things, it's uh, in the post-Sam Bradford era, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Bradford was the last number one With pick that mega to get deal. like unrestricted you know yeah 100 something million before the the rookie salary cap and uh you know now you could argue that if you get picked late first round or early third round you're you're still just playing for that second contract yeah so absolutely it's you know that's where you you make the real money but i mean you know how many players yeah, don't we, last three years yeah. what, the shelf mm-hmm. life on a, on a running back is three years mm-hmm. something like that um so I mean, you really have to be—you got to work hard. There's a lot of a lot of competition. That's for damn sure. And there is still a huge gap between what is valued at the collegiate level versus what's valued at the NFL level. Um, and there, the NFL, as much as it, they are a, a monolith with all this money and they dominate everything. They bring a hundred thousand people to Nashville and all this. Sometimes in the draft room, they just get wacky as shit. <laughs> like, you, you can't predict what, when, when fucking youth pastor Daniel Jones is taken at six, um, when Colin Farrell, actor, <laughs> never played a down of football, he was taken so at number good four in the by the Raiders. Booth, <laughs> is that the one with uh, you just can't Kiefer predict Sutherland? what they're going to do? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Hankins, what what did you have to say about DK Metcalf? You you mentioned him last week. Is he one of the NWO? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. in the NWO. He went to the Seahawks, um, and he was this in the last pick. He was the second NWO member taken, and he, you know, this happens every year. Um, I can't believe we keep falling for this old trick. After the combine, some kid will be a freak show. And he'll have all these stats, and his body will just be immaculate. Like, there was a story that came out that said he had 1% body fat, Whoa. which was not true. That guy's but, cut. You know, he, that guy is definitely pic- cut. The pictures would make you think Shredded. that he had 1% body fat. He falls to the second or third round because, you know, we don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. We don't. They have the combine. And quite frankly, the combine should just be, all right, here's all the measurables. Here's the stats. Here's the board. Here's the draft. Do you need a defensive tackle? Okay. You look at the draft. You look at the combine results and say, there's the number one defensive tackle. I'll take him. It should become like a fantasy draft. But for some reason, that kid falls. Yeah. And nobody knows why. Nobody knows why Greedy Williams fell. Yeah. It's... in the name draft, he's number one. That's true. <laughs> it's it's all. I mean, it's all a crapshoot. You know. I mean, yeah. how, where did Brady get drafted? Yeah. Sixth round, something like that. Um, <clears throat> other other folks. Uh, Drew Locke went to the went to the Broncos. Uh, it was rumored that he was going to go to the Patriots, but the P- New England waited. I think until the fourth or fifth round to pick Jared Stidham. Does Stidham ha- have a chance to bust? Yeah. Ever since he got engaged, oh, shit. He, he, his uh, I just put- his balls are have been put in a jar by his lady. Because <laughs> his past year at Auburn, I didn't see him on we the field. Might have to stitch that MAGA hat to you. Mm. <laughs> I just put that all together. There was a giant story during the Iron Bowl this year, was it not, about Stidham and Damian Harris? Is that yeah. right? That they both played against each other in Pee Wee or whatever? Oh now yeah, they're playing now, together. Yeah, now they're, they're on both the same on team. The Patriots. Um. Benny, I think Belichick just watches all the Alabama uh, broadcasts and just decides to create his own little stories. He's wearing his, he's running his own little fantasy yeah. <laughs> up there in New England because he's got to be quite bored. frankly. What else would he do? Nothing else challenges him. He just wants to see what he can get away with. Also, Damian Harris is a Patriot, right? Yeah, I mean that yeah. is the perfect fit for, for that sure. dude. He is a Patriot. He's gonna he's gonna have so many rings. I know he's gonna. So many. If he can stick around, I'd I'd love to see him stick around there for a while. Benny Snell went to uh, the Steelers in uh, third or fourth round. Third or fourth, yeah. Um, Fourth round, twentieth pick. I think that's that's exactly that's a great pick for for a great fit for both Mm -hmm, of them, honestly. mm -hmm. Uh, But my God, again, fourth round. There's a kid that I said, as I said a couple weeks ago, I fell in love with during this season. Thought he was just great. But he's a fourth-round talent. He looked like a world-beater in college. He carried the stumble-bum Kentucky Wildcats <laughs> to their greatest season basically in history. Um, and he's a fourth-round talent. Damian Harris looked like a world-beater at times this year. There are many people who thought he was a better running back than Josh Jacobs. And then he goes late. I don't understand. Yeah, when your this. backup goes, you know, two rounds ahead of you, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. very bizarre. Uh Going back to the to the you know underclassmen going out and stuff, Mac Wilson is, is another one of those players who declared early. He was a junior last year. He got picked seventeenth uh, in the sixth round by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, not not yep. great, not great for him. I mean, if you could have waited, I, I I mean I can't tell you one thing about the two two thousand twenty uh, linebacker class, yeah. but 
it seems like a lot of edge rushers and a lot of linebackers came out this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to be looking for him in the first round. Mac Wilson has that uh, that determination um, behind him. There was a, uh, a Michael Jordan and a Michael Jackson uh, picked. Whoa. Applehead? <laughs> Applehead. A wee-hee. <laughs> a wee-hee. <laughs> that, is, that is his famous catchphrase, a wee-hee. <laughs> about Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, yeah. That Mike, was his, his Mike, famous catchphrase. Michael Jordan's favorite catchphrase. Sorry, Mac Wilson was uh, the <laughs> fifth round, not the sixth. Um, the 49ers uh, chose a punter in the fourth round, which is that's cool. Which that's is cool. great, really yeah. great. Um, woke. Ay, ay, ay. Um, those are really all the the major picks that came out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm trying not to be so Alabama centric, but um, it looks like everybody, but I think. Oh no, Lester Cotton did get picked. Um, but yeah, I, I think 14, uh, 14 Alabama players are, are now on NFL teams, 10 of which were actually drafted. Now, you know, if you look at, if you look up, and obviously the SEC dominated as it always does, but man, if you look at the rosters of AM and Auburn having seven and six players drafted, yeah. um, Compared, you know, that's only three and four respectively different from Alabama, and they were loaded and underperformed. Yeah, it's um, it is surprising. The, the, and LSU sending only three is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good look for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it is not. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's gonna be. It, I I think uh, Kuiper's top ten picks for for next year have. Two Alabama players, uh, an Auburn defensive tackle, two Georgia players, and an LSU player. So yeah, it's going to be another another year for and, SEC. And a lot of this just kind of reeks now of I don't I don't want to say laziness. I don't want to accuse Mel Kiper of being lazy. Don't you dare! I don't think he is. But it, it does just it kind of smacks of just resting on your laurels, and you just kind of like, oh, who's Alabama? Who's the number one at this position? In Alabama? Yeah, he's probably good. Ohio State, he's probably good. I don't know how much they're really paying yeah. attention. It, clearly, John Gruden just watched the Cotton Bowl this year <laughs> and said, "Ah, Josh Jacobs, he's my guy. I don't give a shit what happens." That's what he said. Yeah, th- um, which I think is what a lot of these dudes do. They watch one game or they watch one combine routine, and they're like, "No, nope, that's." Or you watch the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. in the case of the New York Giants, yeah. and you just fall in love. It, I understand that because again, Benny Snell, guys, Benny Snell. Sure. He met that uh, horse um, one time. Horse guys. People said he. People said he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He, took, <laughs> he took time out of his day to meet a horse. That's a good heart. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, with that, I think I think we're done with our with our two week long two part NFL draft coverage. Uh, one for the books in some good ways and not good ways. Uh, I just hope next year for ESPN's sake they correct a couple things. First of all, uh, they do I, this every year. Where is it going to be next year? It's Vegas, so I, oh, there's not going to be a there. There might be a big crowd, but as far as like NFL smarts, that won't be an NFL smarts crowd. It's just going to be a tourist crowd. Yeah, sure. So the sound oh, won't be an it's issue. It's in Vegas next it year. Is. Uh, uh, guess what, boys? There's going to be a live chicken ripped apart on <laughs> because it will be the Raiders' first year in Vegas. Oh yeah, 
the Black Hole mm-hmm. Nation will be in the building. Um, they're going to have to shoot that thing in an alley somewhere because the Raiders will demand it. Um, it will be the scariest coverage of a draft we've I ever seen. I wonder where they're going to tape it because surely they won't do the strip. I think you have to do it outside again. I don't know if you can really lock down the strip. I guess, like, are they building the stadium there? Maybe it's, there's going to be... Clearly not, where, those, where that guy shot up yeah, all those people. The, they have to be very careful about outside venues oh, with yeah. the, the climate that's that's going on. Yeah, But they got to clear up the sound issue. And second of all, if an Iowa player is drafted... Don't do that gimmick. Don't show the kids waving. I don't want to see it. He doesn't want to see it. Um, Well, that's been... If fucking Trey Wingo is not wearing spiked shoulder pads to open this show... And eyeliner. Cancel the show. Cancel the show. Cancel it. Episode 117, Throw the Flag. Guys, thanks for listening to us. Rate, review, and subscribe if you don't already. Tell your friends, because guess what, Freezer? We thrive Uh, on word of mouth. mouth. Uh, Visit our other shows at ttfnetwork.com and if you'd like to support us in a more personal way you can do so at patreon.com slash ttf that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash tango tango foxtrot you're picking up on it mm-hmm. well it was just a boy away from home and you were singing the song you'll never walk alone <laughs> <laughs>